You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Proof Text. I'm Michael Halcom and I'm grateful that you're watching or listening. Uh, before we get started, just a reminder you can uh, subscribe to the channel or like, or most imp- uh, or best of all, you can you can share. Um, and today, I really want to encourage you to to share what uh, we're going to discuss on this episode. So I'm with uh, an old friend, um, Travis Strickland, and today we're going to be hearing some of his story, and uh, it's really uh, powerful and moving. And so, uh, Travis, let's just uh, start here. You, I know we have this uh, Church of the Nazarene connection, so let's. Let's start there. What, what's your your link to the Church of the Nazarene? My link to the Church of the Nazarene uh, goes back to to junior high uh, when we started attending uh, a Nazarene church. Uh, um, uh, yeah, and uh, um, and then and then I, I I went to 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 part of my college at a Nazarene uh, uh, school, but then switched to a state school in, in a, a Fresno State University. Okay. Yeah, All and, right. And, 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 now, and now that we're living back uh, um, in the States, uh, my brother is a, is a pastor of the church down the road. And so that, that's, uh, we told him, we, we told him don't count on us because we got to go shop around first, but, <laughs> but uh, 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 that's where we're at. So Nice. So you are married and you have several kids. Um, what's your uh, wife's name? Uh, Krista. Krista, how long have you guys been married? For 19 years. 19 years. Um, And you have several kids. And were they in the three kids? And Mm -hmm. are we talking uh, youngsters here, teens? What are Uh, we talking? uh, 17, 15, and 13. So we're we're, Wow, we're like right there... uh, Right alongside you, we we just had an our well our son turned fourteen today, but our kids are all in the sort of same age bracket. Our daughter uh, will be sixteen in a couple months, doing the driving thing now, and um, yeah. So um, you've Happy also birthday, yeah, thank you, appreciate that. I'll tell him um, we we met several years ago when I was running the conversational Koine Institute and you did a Greek course with me. And uh, I don't think we realized at that point that we had a, a Nazarene connection, but only discovered that later. Um, you had shared with me that you've been serving God in different places, uh, different countries and whatnot. Um, yeah. So tell us, how did you get into ministry? Is that... Is that always been? Did, did you feel, discern a calling at a young age, an old age? Like what? What got you into the ministry? Well, it, it, uh, uh, that goes back to when we when we started attending the Nazarene Church, uh, um, uh, because before that point, when I saw people doing ministry, it was people with very authoritative and very strong um, thoughts <laughs> and views. Ooh. They were communicated in very punct- uh, not punctual but punctuated ways 
and I just couldn't see mm. myself doing it. So, uh, uh, oh. for me, I, 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 my favorite thing is simply just to learn a new thing. So, uh, but but when we when we went to there, I was shocked because uh, uh, um, uh, this is a shout out to to, to my old pastor uh, uh, F. Tustin. Hi Ev. Hi Rhonda. Uh, but uh, but uh, when we walked through the door, and and he started preaching, he said uh, he said he put a stool and then he sat down. And very, very quietly saying, cats in the cradle and a silver spoon, little boy blue and a man on the moon. And he sang that whole song. And then and then he then he dove into scripture and made some uh, wonderful points on it. And I thought, huh. I, I could just sit down and talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but, uh, but, but then the, uh, then, uh, then the big kicker came uh, um, uh, uh, later on. Uh, when uh, uh, when when um when I was uh, teaching at a school for uh, 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 teenage sex offenders, and, and then I, I then I, I realized that though I loved that job, I loved it. Uh, um, there was like twenty people waiting on a waiting list to get that job, uh, uh, um, and so I, I so I thought, I wonder if there's somewhere that. Uh, I, I could use my background, uh, which is communication disorders. I wonder if there's somewhere that I could use that, uh, um, where if I if I didn't do the job, it wouldn't happen. Mm. And, and so that that that, uh, that 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 led to to, to moving overseas, and in, in a helping to, to start a physical therapy center, which I'm not a physical therapist, uh, mm. but 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 uh, but but as uh, we saw uh, uh, saw over a hundred kids per week. Uh, uh, um, uh, the vast majority of those kids uh, uh, had some kind of communication disorder as well, and so that, that, then my primary role was to teach the kids along with the parents uh, 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 alternative and augmentative ways to communicate. So AEC, which also includes PECS, Picture Exchange Communication System. Wow, very fascinating. But, uh, what through that what what got you into yeah what got you into sort of uh communication uh studies and and that sort of thing oh well, uh, f uh, uh, first i should clarify that for me i'm, I'm actually uh, hard of hearing and uh and uh, uh and do asl as well american sign language uh, um uh and uh, and so uh just having some of those struggles myself and then, then a, a, a struggle, I would say, uh, uh, socially disabled, meaning if everybody communicated like me or thought like me, then society would be structured different. Uh, but, uh, 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 but, uh, but just uh, 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 God opened the door uh, with that in order to, to work with the, with the, uh, with the uh, deaf community down in California, um, uh, primarily through a church. But but also uh, but also through a uh, um, through a through a, uh, an interpreting agency, and and through the uh, the, the city um, uh, community center. Wow, that sounds like some interesting vocational moves. Working with uh, youth uh, sex offenders, working with a deaf community. Working overseas, uh, helping do physical therapy. Uh, what a what an incredible 
array of um yeah vocational opportunities wow so um i i think maybe i don't know how long it's been several months since you and i had sort of i think we reconnected on email or whatsapp or something along those lines but uh we've been exchanging and um I think I recall that uh, my district superintendent had had mentioned you in a conversation or uh, a newsletter or something, and um, I think that might have stoked us getting in in retouch and getting back in touch. But I'm not sure. Either way, once we did get in touch, you started sharing with me your story about various health issues that you're facing. Let's talk a little bit about that because, I mean, it seems pretty serious. When we were scheduling uh, the today's meeting, you had mentioned that even today in just a little bit, there's a visit with hospice. So t tell me a little bit about your your health situation at the moment. Okay, the, uh, I'll start with just the most recent update and then get a give a real short synopsis of what came before it. Yeah. Uh, uh, currently, I, I I am on hospice. It's so it's not an appointment to start hospice. I'm already on it. Uh, um, the the uh, I, I have a, a, a aggressive form of stage four non curative brain cancer called a glioblastoma. Uh, um, that started it started as a grade four. Um, when when we had just when we were like landing the plane to arrive back overseas, and I had to basically turn back around. <laughs> Uh, um, and so the, the current prognosis is that the doctors predict that, uh, that, uh, that I have anywhere between a couple weeks to a couple months uh, to live. Wow. Oh, and, yeah, did you want a real short thing from before that? Yeah, I mean, whatever you'd like to share. Uh, uh, um, uh, well, uh, uh, to, to fill it out, uh, medical things are not new in my life. It started with being born uh, three and a half months early and then being pronounced dead twice and having six holes in my lungs. And it just, uh, every couple of years, it'd be something that seemed completely unconnected. So the, 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 the brain surgery that I had last year was my, was my uh, 29th surgery. And my 28th was to repair uh, my neck from a falling down a flight of stairs and, a, and a breaking my neck. And so the, the past... Twelve years before cancer, uh, I I was living in a uh, in a, a daily uh, chronic pain with a with a, not daily migraines, but at least three four times a week severe migraines as well. Wow, wow! Which and just means that the theology of suffering type stuff it, it's been on my mind for a long time. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that in in just a second. Um, so two weeks to two months from today to live. And... Uh, yeah, but but at the same time, um, it, it's it, when people are in this stage of their uh, 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 GBM, uh, the the glioblastoma, it, it, it's also it's also not uncommon uh, to just like have a seizure at night or something, and then you're then you're just gone. So, wow! Um, wow! We'll find out uh, how how. So you have you've been married nineteen years. You have three kids. Mm -hmm. How how have you all began processing this 
together. I mean, this is pretty a, a pretty heavy matter. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, 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 it. Uh, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, my my wife is much. She's very very good at being in tune with it with the kids, and seeing where they're at. Whereas for me, uh, um, I, I I have a lot of a a, a, a spectrum type uh, tendencies, as as a being a, a, a nerdy researcher. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, but then added to it, the location of the tumor is in the prefrontal cortex um, up here, which is also the the, the place that, that processes those. And so it's taken my tendencies and turned them all up a notch. So, mm. so I, 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 I can wow. tell you that, uh, that, uh, that it's been up and down uh, uh, processing with the kids, but, but, uh, but, but uh, it's so nice and such a blessing to have a stable environment uh, um, with with uh, with a family around, like an extended family around, uh, mm. in, in order to, to to help transition, in order to help uh, uh, develop some roots. Wow, wow, amazing! Because um, before here, before here, you ask my kids where they're from, they don't know how to answer. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> And so uh, the grandparents are around at this point. Yes, they um, are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw your your dad, I assume it was, uh, uh, cruise through the room just before we started. Mm-hmm. And so you, ha- you have him around. And um, you sent me a link yesterday uh, to this Rubik's Cube uh, challenge that happened. And I had seen, I saw... Um, you mentioned your brother a few minutes ago, who's a minister at a local church there. I saw a video of him, so he's nearby. Um, and say a little bit about the Rubik's Cube thing before we talk about suffering. Oh, well, uh, uh, whenever I was trying to decide whether or not to start hospice, <clears throat> uh, uh, um, one of the big things in the back of my mind was I thought if I started that, then I couldn't take this other med. Which would be the med that that potentially could make it where my brain function would last long enough to actually compete in in a in a, an event that we we've already registered for. Uh, it's uh, on April 29th, but uh, that was that was bef- we registered, and and then the reoccurrence came back, and the reoccurrence was oh. so aggressive that that my doctor said, uh, "Don't count on going to that competition. It's too far away." Wow. And so they said, if you want to do something, maybe you can schedule something smaller and unofficial. And so that's what I did. But but to my surprise, uh, when I was when I was scheduling it, the the Cuban community really just uh, kind of wrapped around it in support. Uh, um, and and I, and I reached out to uh, to Max Park, who if you've seen uh, the documentary called The Speed Cubers on Netflix, it's about uh, Felix Zendex and Max Park. And so I, uh, 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 Max lives down in California, and so I thought I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try it. I'm just gonna see if he responds. I did not expect him to respond, but 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 uh, but but he did, and both him and his dad flew up and uh, took part in in this event. And it, and and uh, somebody asked if we could use it for fundraising, and I thought, yeah, but but not for us. Uh, and yeah. Instead, instead I I I, uh, 
uh, um, uh, uh, had all the uh, uh, all all of the donations go to one of my friends' organizations called Kim's Hope, wonderful organization, <clears throat> uh, specifically uh, specifically focused on helping people uh, uh, who have a glioblastoma. Wow, wow, it's incredible. Um, so let's 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 talk a little bit. I know you've been you've been thinking about. Uh, suffering and a theology of suffering and and pain from a theological perspective and uh, personally I've, I've had the benefit of seeing some of the the charts that you've been uh, developing and uh, we don't have to dive too deep we can go as, as deep as you'd like but uh, we can just stay on the surface however you'd like to do that but um, so you're a, you're a Christian you're in you've been in ministry uh, you have family in ministry, and you have a wife and several kids, and you've had chronic pain, and you have two weeks to two months to live. And uh, a lot of people in your situation, I think, would maybe be ready to give up on God, the concept of God even. Um, a lot of people would be questioning whether a God even exists. And I think probably the most common question would be, why would God let this happen? And so you get these sort of theodicy type questions. And yeah. I was mentioning some of this in my sermon last week. Um, I was telling a story about a hospital visit that I was making uh, maybe a couple of years ago. And I went into the hospital and standing at the bedside of this man and holding his hand and he was just screaming and you could hear it echoing throughout the entire floor of the hospital he was just yelling in pain and he was saying you know why why is god letting this happen to me why and he just kept repeating that like on a loop why is god letting this happen to me why and he's just screaming and in the moment there for a while I didn't have anything to say like I I was so I just was holding his hand and tears in my eyes and I was just praying and then um a, a word of peace sort of came to me and in the midst of that wailing and weeping I just I offered to him you know brother how about Right now, we not ask the question why, but how, right? So I think why might be the wrong question. Instead of asking why is God letting this happen, how about we just, how about we just ask how are we going to get through this with God's help? And in that moment, it just like a, a peace that surpasses all understanding sort of just fell over the room and... Um, things became calm, but I'm, I'm wondering in, in your own story, like how have you began to think about this or how have you been thinking about pain and suffering in relation to God? Well, uh, first off, I want to affirm, I want to affirm, uh, I, 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 I affirm uh, um, uh, um, your reply in that story. Uh, because it, it 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 lines right up with some of the stuff that that I, that 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 I'm that I've been coming toward. 
Uh, mm. um, in that one of the things that jumps out to me is that it seems like a lot of comments that a lot of people give with a very, very good heart and intention kind of communicate, let's skip the grief process. Mm. Let's skip lament. If you really wow. trust God, just jump past it. But the problem is, I don't see God doing that in the Bible. <laughs> I mm. see him walking through it with people. Right. Uh, uh, um, wow. So that, uh, 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 that would be my first thing. And then my, my, my second thing is that uh, from what I've seen and from the people I've talked to and all that, it, uh, um, it seems like a lot of people have a thought that if you just get your theology right on this, then you'll have resilience. But in my mind, resilience oh. doesn't come from the systematic. It comes from the person. <laughs> uh, uh, me meaning, meaning whatever your systematic is, if it, if it draws you to cry out to God and to rely on the Holy Spirit and to dive into the word, then you're going to have resilience because it comes from a person. Wow. Wow. This is a, maybe a good spot to remind folks that of that, that word lament. Um, you know, we have the a word like testament, which is like a collection of testimonies or a story of testimonies. And, um, uh, so that word lament, some folks think if you, if you look at the Hebrew language, right, the, the word for no, like the main word for no is la. <laughs> and so, uh, la meant is just like a record of no, right? Like a crying out of, of no, like, um, uh, in, in the midst of a circumstance event, um, in the midst of pain, I love what you said about a lot of people want to skip the grief process, but really, um, it's it's a when you turn to scripture, you don't see God doing that. You see Him walking through it with people. I, this uh, this past Sunday and this coming Sunday, which will be Easter Sunday, twenty twenty three, I'm doing the story of Jairus. And his daughter in Mark 5. Mm. And so, you know, the story opens. Uh, Jairus runs to Jesus. And uh, in a moment, they begin heading toward Jairus' house. He's, Jairus is begging Jesus to help his, his daughter who's on her deathbed, right? And then on the way, uh, they encounter a woman who's been suffering for 12 years. And... Jesus moves through that with her, but really it's a beautiful picture when, when you go back to Mark five, uh, what is it? 20, I don't know what at 21 and you see Jesus from the start continuing to walk all the way through that to Jairus's house and into Jairus's house and with Jairus's family. And it's a, a it's a profound picture of exactly what you're saying. God walking through the lament, God walking through the grief with us. Uh, and, and to me, uh, the book of Lamentations has been really big through this whole process. Just when I look at the structure of, of Lamentations, it almost seems like, 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 uh, like when I read it, like I get a front row seat to God 
performing a counseling session with the nation. Hmm. Wow. Where have you seen, like, where have you seen God just walking? Like, where has it just been absolutely noticeable? Man, that's God walking with me right now through this, walking with my family right now through this. Time after time after time after time after time. Yeah. For example, even the house that I'm sitting in right now, we didn't have we didn't have money for a house, especially not in this city. So, uh, um, mm. But not only uh, not only uh, uh, did the door open up to get a house, uh, it, it, it was a house four minutes on bike ride from my parents, from my brother, and from the church uh, that, that that were that were uh, attending, right smack in the middle. And it was a very first offer, the the list price, which I am told from everybody here is absolutely unheard of. So, hmm. and, wow. and then and then my, my kids, uh, um, one one big thing was that when I was uh, um, having surgery done in uh, San Francisco, um, and I I didn't even really know this area. I'd only been through it one time. But uh, and but uh, uh, um, but then, by the time I by the time I was able to travel up here, I felt like I already had an extended family because there are so many people that had just absolutely wrapped their hand wrapped their arms around my family, um, and uh, uh, just taking care of them, uh, taking them out wow. to buy cold weather stuff because we lived in a in a in a Mediterranean climate, <laughs> so uh, um, and so just. Just the enormous. Uh, it, uh, I'll put it this way: uh, the 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 travel nurse that that had traveled on the I had to be a, a medically evacuated. Uh, um, the travel nurse, by the time we arrived in California, uh, 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 asked my brother in just absolute awe. He goes, "What is this community? I have never seen this wow. many people just reach around and support and love." like I have on this trip. Wow. And we had to tell them it's called the church. <laughs> it's called the wow. body of Christ. Wow. It's a beautiful testimony. Um, as you're, uh, as you're entering this phase of two weeks to two months, what is, what does church look like for you? Uh, 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 these days I, I normally show up, uh, a bit late, uh, um, and then, uh, uh, um, uh, go sit upstairs just cause I, I have a, have a, a sensitivities to noise. Um, and so I'll, I'll go sit upstairs, uh, um, and, and, and then, uh, and then go grab a table just to connect with individuals after that. Wow. Wow. But, 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 uh, on, on some weeks, if my. If my energy is low, we'll just stay at home and, and watch on TV. Gotcha. Man, so we're, we're thinking about... Well, you mentioned that this has been, I mean, a lifelong... <laughs> a lifelong really bout of pain and, and suffering. And we're... Have there been times where you've found yourself questioning God and uh, 
if that's too uh, intimate or vulnerable to talk about, then uh, you can ask me anything you want. So have there been have there been those moments where you found yourself just questioning God? Well, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, back freshman year of college, I went through a really deep depression and was a uh, uh, highly suicidal. Uh, uh, um, and so uh, during that time, uh, it wasn't that I questioned whether or not God existed, but I, I, I thought he's wrong. He, he says he loves me and he shouldn't. Oh. Uh, but, but at the same time, um, uh, 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 um, when, uh, when I finally realized that, uh, that, that I, I'm not, uh, I don't know how to phrase it. Uh, 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 when I, when I, uh, went off the deep end and then, uh, then had some, uh, uh, uh some wonderful relatives, uh, um, who had, who had had, a unfortunately had, had experience, um, uh, uh, related to that. Uh, they saw all the signs, came and intervened, and then finally I said, "God, I think you're wrong, but if you tell me to do something, I'll do it." Hmm. And then the weirdest thing happened. All of a sudden, uh, um, I saw God moving in wonderful, shocking, surprising ways. Um, in in the middle of my depression, when I still had the wrong thoughts. And then, and then during that time, I, I, I developed a prayer that uh, for from then on, usually about once every three months, I'd have to pray it again because I'd forget. <laughs> so, it, it, if you want to hear it, yeah, sure. God, but I, I can't. I can't say it. I got to pray it. Yeah, absolutely. God, I just I pray that you would lead me to places where I don't want to go. I pray you tell me to sing, to say things I don't want to say and to do things I don't want to do. I pray that you continue to lead me out of my comfort zone and to force me to rely on you in order to, to teach me realities that I never even dreamed possible. Amen. Wow. But the reason, the reason I have to keep praying that is because I keep forgetting it. But, but, uh, but if there's anything that I, that, I, that I feel like I've learned over these times, it's that God is more God is more trustworthy than I am. Wow. So I mean, this is if if I were if I were a non Christian, and I were watching this chat between the two of us, and I I heard you say you had a lifetime of health issues and. You dealt with suicide and chronic pain and migraines and, you know, now this diagnosis and uh, yet you still, <laughs> you still trust God. Um, I think it would, it would be confusing to me. It would be a hard reality to accept as a believer it's not a hard reality to accept, but if I were someone on the outside watching and listening, I would just be dumbfounded. Like, where does that, where does that trust come from? Uh, um, 
I'd say, I'd say it, it, it comes from not uh, um, what I expect God to do, not why, what I'm waiting for God to do, but just from uh, um, uh, having experience after experience of being able to look back and say, you know what? Things might have stunk during certain times, but but uh, but looking back, uh, I can see uh, the love of God more deeply. Wow! And it's and it's currently transforming me, which is which is one of the 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 big things on my heart now. <clears throat> uh, 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 comes from a uh, Joel Green's book, Conversion in Luke and Acts, but uh, pointing out the uh, dominant uh, dominant. Uh, um, uh, metaphors and dominant words used <clears throat> for convict or for conversion are equally used of uh, growing deeper in your own faith or coming into a new faith. In that, in that, uh, in that, when I think about that, I think this is not an us versus them thing, like a, a believer versus unbeliever, um, mm. or however whatever you want to group people this is i need to grow in the love of god now and i need the word of god and the holy spirit for that and so my my goal is never to walk around and try to just tell a bunch of people what i have and what they don't yeah it's to walk around and cry out to god transform me Ooh. but to do it hand in hand um, sitting at coffee and tea with people and Amen. then invite them to, to join on the journey. Amen. Oh, I love that. I, we're hundred percent on the same page with that. I, I've been saying in the, the last few weeks, reminding our congregation that look, you know, like we've had such uh, dubious forms of evangelism uh, for such a long time. And look, we don't, least in, in my own thinking, I don't, I don't uh, make friends with somebody so I can bring Jesus in through the back door. You know, I make friends with somebody right. to be friends with somebody. And inevitably, our lives are going to intersect and we're going to talk story and I'll know their story and they'll invite me to share my story. And, you know, when it's, when it's opportune or invited, I will be able to do that. But I'm not, I'm not uh, befriending someone just to sneak Jesus in through the back door. Uh, yeah. That's to me, manipulative and dishonest. Um, yeah. I don't form a relationship with someone just so I can, you know, try to shove Jesus down their throats. Uh, I form a relationship with someone to have a relationship with someone. And uh, when they invite me to share my story, I will, you know, um, so I'm a thousand percent on the, the, the same page there. Um, yeah, I think that's very beautiful. Uh, I, I, so we have I, I Easter. Think, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I do think it's possible to not slip through the back door, but at the same time to uh, to walk right in through the front door. Uh, me, meaning yeah. if, if, if I'm daily and continually uh, burdened to grow, then what am I looking at as the means for growth? If if I'm looking at scripture, then, then I, I, I then I can just uh, uh, try to dive right in uh, to, to to telling Bible stories immediately when I very first meet somebody, 
but it doesn't have to be slipping into the back door because it doesn't have to be for them. Right. It could be right. for us in which, mm. in, in which I'm currently seeking to grow and asking them to hold me accountable, whatever they believe, because I'm asking them to hold me accountable to the story. It's, it's incredible. I mean, um, to hear you say like, you're still just wanting to grow. You're still wanting to be transformed. Uh, most, I would imagine that a lot of people in your situation, uh, that would maybe be the farthest thing from their mind. So it's honestly, it's super inspiring to hear, mm. <laughs> just to hear how you're talking and framing things. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I wasn't sure how to respond out loud. So I, I responded in, in a, in, in sign. No, it's, it's fine. Uh, we, we have Easter coming up this Sunday and, um, it's not just that this one day out of the year for the Christian is the, the hope of resurrection. Of course, um, every Sunday is an Easter Sunday, um, at least in my thinking. Um, but talk to us about just the importance of the hope of resurrection in your life at this point. Uh, at this point, honestly, the, the big hope in resurrection <clears throat> spills over into this life. Hmm. Uh, what I mean by that, is that when I when I think about um, the most what I think will be the most exciting part of the other side of heaven, or meaning uh, the, the afterlife, is 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 getting to be uh, just face to face. Okay, maybe uh, uh, getting to be um, continually um, in the presence of the only. Actually, I'm using that as a technical word actually infinite um, um, love, meaning uh, everything else is a potential infinite. We, we can grow towards it and, mm. and a, with, with, a, with our function in, in, in our telos, uh, we can be the same direction as it, but we're not going to replace it. Uh, um, and so just to be able to continually and forever be transformed towards that actually infinite love and have that uh, show up in deeper ways, not only in, in me, but in everybody and everything around me. Yeah, it's exciting. But the fascinating part to me is that we all have the opportunity for that now. Yeah. Because we're mm -hmm. facing the same God. And we're all uh, um, uh, potential in the way that we can grow uh, um, it, um, in, in light of that same God. And so to me, the most exciting part of heaven is also the most exciting part of this life. Mm, beautiful. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, what, what's the, what's the plan for the next two weeks to two months? Like what, what do you, what do you have? what's your hope? Like, what do you foresee? Like, yeah. What does life um, look like for the next 
my 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 goals now are to make memories uh, 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 with primarily with my family. Um, that would uh, that would help uh, facilitate um, as, as or uh, help facilitate a a, 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 trans, a a healthy transition. Not an easy transition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I, I I I get people sometimes uh, coming up and almost voicing as if they feel bad because they're sad, <laughs> and and I want to say, do you, do you think that God wants us to be happy about this? <laughs> you know, no, no. It, it, it seems like a lot of people seem to have a thought that we only see a limited amount. But if we could see everything, the big picture, like God does, then we would understand God's good purpose in either foreordaining or allowing this, either way. That, but, but we would understand God's good purpose, and therefore we would see it as a good thing. Whereas for me, I, 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 I tend to lean more towards if we could see the big picture more, uh, we'd be putting ash on our face and just uh, voicing, oh, Generations and generations and generations of people. Why did you refuse to follow the wisdom in the laws mm. of God that would that would uh, uh, work to minimize suffering? Wow, wow. What what have the conversations been like with your wife as of late? Like as you you're <laughs> looking toward the next several weeks. Uh, definitely difficult, <laughs> but she, she is an, uh, amazing lady, a very deep believer. Uh, um, uh, um, in a, in a, in, in a, currently she, 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 uh, when we moved here, uh, she, she, uh, she, uh, got a job, uh, 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 working at a, a local high school, public high school, but, uh, focused on, a um, uh, on, a uh, helping kids who have gone through severe trauma and can't be a part of the school system. Uh, 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 she, she's working to help them to develop coping, me- coping skills and mechanisms so that they can reintegrate. And, uh, uh, and so all of those trainings have definitely been very helpful at home as well uh, to help our kids wow. process. Wow. What is a, what is a typical day at this point look like for you and the family? Um, uh, a lot of the day I'm sitting right there in that chair. So, um, and, uh, uh, uh and usually trying to get research, uh, done research, uh, both research and writing, but then, uh, my energy only lasts so long. So then you just, uh, put on headphones and lay back, watch TV, listen to a podcast, uh, uh, the the, the uh, uh, updating my my, my logos uh, uh, software made a big difference because now on my phone I, I can have it read out loud. <laughs> oh wow, wow! So that's been very helpful. Uh, yeah. Thank you, logos. <laughs> uh, Meaning for wow. adding that feature. <laughs> so a lot of the day is is sitting there. I'm assuming the kids are in school, um, and. Mm-hmm. When the kids come home, what's the afternoon and the evening look like? Except, except for, uh, uh, I, I should mention that, uh, that people have been uh, rotating, taking turns just, just to be here. 
uh, um, and and so uh, 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 we we uh, we uh, we rotate both uh, uh, adult relatives. Got my brother and, and sister in law, and, and my parents. <clears throat> uh, um, and uh, but also uh, ki my kids and nieces and nephews, uh, trying to have very intentional time with them, uh, both to to build memories, but also to help them process. Like see what's on their mind, what have they been thinking, what have they been wrestling with, type stuff. Yeah, has has anyone have any of the family members uh, as they've struggled with this have has it has it caused um, uh, I don't know a rejection of faith or a slip of of faith or has you know, like I, I know everyone processes differently have. So I'm assuming that, that this has hit some people harder than it's hit others. And, uh, some people have harder questions, uh, than others have. And, um, for some, uh, yeah, this is not easy, uh, but maybe it's less difficult for others. So what does that look like as different members of the family have, have started to I mean, process this. I mean, I mean uh, uh, just like any family, we, we uh, 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 any extended family, we have uh, plenty of family and relatives at, at different points. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but from what I've seen, um, um, the the, uh, uh, the 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 family that that, that, that believed uh, uh, before this. Uh, um, uh, um, have have been uh, processing things uh, pretty well. Uh, mm. um, def definitely some, definitely some have uh, struggled with it more yeah. than others. But again, are we not supposed to struggle? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, you you mentioned that you're researching and you're trying to write. The energy levels sometimes get exhausted. Um, say a little bit about what the the researching and writing is is covering. Oh well, well when we first uh, got back, uh, um, uh, uh, my my wife asked me to put this other project that I had been doing for twelve years. It's much much larger. Uh, uh, she asked me to put that on pause and to focus on suffering um, uh, for, for them to have a resource. And my first thought was, wow. I'll just go get a book and pass it to him. But but what I found is that is that uh, uh, um, not that I've read all the books out there. I'm not going to say that at all. Uh, but the ones that I did read uh, um, <clears throat> seemed seemed to have something in common, and that's that 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 they would start by identifying sources of evil, and then relate those to suffering. But then as soon as they start processing suffering, all of these seem to collapse into one thing. Uh, so that w once they start talking about suffering, all of a sudden it seemed to shift uh, um, to huh. either be um, some kind of a um, th some kind of theodicy, where you're assuming that you're talking about people who are struggling with whether or not a good God could exist, or to some form of like pastoral counseling, where you're assuming that somebody is questioning and struggling in their faith. And so for me, that that seemed like like they're shifting from a theology of suffering. To a theology of our experience of suffering, huh. and so and so the first thing that I did 
was to was to was to uh, get get those categories, and 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 say how can we uh, how can we address them individually, and then uh, uh, how do they interrelate? Wow, um, is is that project something you think you'll be able to hammer out, or will um, someone else have to come along and you know? finish the pieces or probably somebody else come finish the pieces. So, uh, um, so yeah, now the, one of the things I'm currently doing related to that is, uh, is I'm trying to catalog, um, uh, um, uh, 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 I'm trying to catalog the instances throughout scripture that talk about, uh, God caring about something in this life. And then the ones that God caring about something in the next life. Hmm. Uh, I, 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 unless you know of somebody that's already done that. Yeah, I can't think of any, anything like that off the top of my head. That's interesting. So you're cataloging those. That would seem to take a long time to to do something like that. Um, Especially when you have uh, only a limited energy. So, so yeah, my, my, yeah, my goal absolutely. My goal was, was to write in a, a peer-reviewed uh, uh, academic uh, uh, article to submit somewhere, and then to take all the all of the criticisms, which I love and thrive on, uh, um, and then to rewrite it uh, uh, um, and have that be what I what I what I leave behind at the academic level, but but to summarize mm-hmm. it where my youngest kid can understand all of it really easily, which is the purpose of the charts you talked about. Yeah, wow. And have that be for the family. But as of right now, my, my goal is more of to, to finalize the charts. And, and also I'm, I'm uh, uh, taking a, a, a couple of uh, booklets that, that other people have written. Um, and uh, that, that, that uh, I, I, I have some agreements and some disagreements. <laughs> uh, take, taking a, a, but, but the format, uh, really, the format that they use, can really, I think, help to um, to simplify things. Like a, a, a easiest summary would be uh, um, uh, first off, just the the, the statement, which I, I still want to substantiate more. So you feel free to shoot it down or, or change it. But to me, it seems like uh, lament itself has a broader context in suffering. Mm. Uh, 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 meaning. Uh, it seems to me like lament is is appropriate for um, opportunity for growth as well. Mm-hmm. Not just when something bad happens, but when something should become better. And so with that, yeah, I, 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 I summarize it in, it starts with uh, opening your ears and looking at God. And so listening to what God says, and he says he's good, he says he's loving. And then you open your eyes and you look around you. And you take an honest assessment and say, "Does that match?" And then when it when you see things that doesn't match, then because you started up here and you went down, it makes a, a downward curve. So I think now you're like you're being open and vulnerable and raw. Mm-hmm. God, this doesn't seem right. And you actually, and, and with that, you actually you actually uh, 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 open your mouth. Uh, but you keep your eyes up. You're still focused on God, still focused and still focused on that waiting. 
uh, um, from a, a um, in the New Testament, you got a, the 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 uh, 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 upobone, um, um, and going back uh, with a, a, a halak, like a, the the waiting, uh, um, uh, um, but it just waiting on God. Uh, uh, um, uh, but uh, but 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 when you're waiting and you're focused and you're vulnerable and honest, which is the opposite of if you close your ears, meaning that you you don't listen to actually what God says. And we see that in in, in a garden too, uh, when it, when when Eve uh, repeats what God says and she adds to it. Mm. But 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 in, instead of repeating what he actually said, she repeats it wrong. And then she talks about what, uh, 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 what she sees. She sees the fruit. It's, it, it looks delicious. It's beneficial for gaining knowledge. But instead of being vulnerable and saying, God, I want wisdom. Why won't you let me eat that? She puts her best foot forward and tries to pretend like everything's okay which is what we see people all around us doing all, all the time. Uh, um, but then what that means is that, is that uh, uh, afterwards, instead of, uh, instead of voicing openly and honestly, according to what they hear and they, say, they see it doesn't match, uh, instead of continuing to keep their eyes up and seeing it as an opportunity, God, you said you're loving. I'm going to wait for you because you said you're loving. Instead, they, they can fold their hands metaphorically and say, oh, I've been wronged. <laughs> and instead Ooh. of seeing it as an opportunity, they feel like they've been stabbed in the back. And so when, when, God, when the world says, I loved you, so you love me back, uh, a common thought could be, uh, um, uh, I loved you and, and got run over. So I'm going to back off into isolation because I don't trust you. Huh. But then when we isolate, that means that we're isolating other people. And loneliness is, 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 is according to uh, uh, um, some stuff I was reading, he said that, that a loneliness is the a, is a hardest emotion. Hmm. And so in my mind, that means when we do that, when we don't actually listen, and then we don't take a, an honest account and we put our best foot forward and we don't actually voice what we want uh, um, and our gripes and all that. Then the action, the hands, we end up closing our hands to other people, which means that we end up contributing to an increase in the amount of suffering in the world. Wow. But if we do the opposite and we just keep our eyes up and we're vulnerable we see it as, a, as an opportunity. I'm going to wait for you. Open our mouth. And then God comes back in and says, I loved you. So see that person over there? They're hurting. Go love them. And then God sends us to go uh, uh, be with people. And we end up, be, we end up working uh, together to decrease the amount of suffering in the world. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, and you've seen this play out in, in your own life. I mean, you've seen, you've seen it work like this. You, you gave the example from scripture of you, you've seen this, uh, yeah, sort of play out in your own circumstances. 
yes, I have. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier with the time left that you have, you're, you're seeking to make memories with your wife and your kids and your family that will be good for a transition, not necessarily uh, simplify the transition or make it, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I, maybe with, the, uh, meeting yeah, go ahead. With, with grief, with grief, one of the books says reading through it and also my dad, who's a counselor. <clears throat> Uh, what we're saying is that, is that the way that people store memories is in a narrative format. And, a, and, a, and grief means one of those narratives gets shattered. And then you got pieces mm. that don't have a narrative to fit into. And so those pieces go and attach themselves to a different narrative where they don't fit. And so it's still going to be a process of, of, of creating a new narrative that will fit the new pieces. But but uh, but I I, I just want to make sure that I, that I don't do anything uh, that will create additional pieces that are more difficult to fit because they don't reflect uh, a growing and expressive love. Wow, man, that's profound. Uh, that's a that's a very profound analogy the way you just described that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm almost, I'm a little speechless <laughs> thinking about that. What, um, you know, what does a new narrative look like? Like, what would you hope the new narrative for your wife looked like uh, in the wake of, you know, passing? What, what is, what, what is your hope? My, my my hope is that that continuity of be of being able to grow uh, um, in love it, it, um, in the presence uh, 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 presence of others um, as as we're being faced with the only actually infinite perfect love um, <clears throat> my hope would that would that the more that they can reflect on our times together. The more that uh, that that uh, that they would see um, and remember uh, growth in that, and and mm. but not focused on me. All right. So I was asking uh, Travis, um, what is the the hope that the new narrative say for your wife or your children, your family? would be in the in the coming weeks uh yeah after you after your passing well i i i expect it to be very difficult uh, um i mean a, a, as would be normal uh, um but i but i would also hope uh that uh, um <clears throat> that any memories or thoughts uh, whenever they reflect on our, on our time together uh, um, would uh, would reinforce um, uh, uh, the love of God and and would reinforce 
um, the the value that that God sees uh, in this life, hmm. including uh, including our uh, including our our continual need for conversion, meaning uh, uh, to be affected by the Word of God and the Spirit, um, in order to grow in love, and and hmm. and to grow in 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 trust of God. And so I, I would I, uh, so my goal is to uh, try to make. Uh, 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 every interaction uh, reflect that as much as possible. Mm. Oh. And and I, I, de- I definitely would want them to be able to move on in in in, in, a, in every way possible, uh, um, in in a, in a healthy way, um, to to take any 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 voids felt from me not being here, and 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 to have a, a new life breathed breathed into those. Wow, man, that's that's uh, that's beautiful. Uh, I don't know that. Um, I mean, it's been years since you and I have, have seen each other. We've never actually met in person. One day we will. Um, I'm I'm wondering. Uh, you know, I probably won't see you again. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm saddened and, and saddened by that. Um, but I appreciate your you taking time and energy out to to talk with me. Um, maybe give us just a word of encouragement as we we end here. What what can you leave us with, brother? I I can leave you with. Um, I have never ever uh, um, uh, uh, regretted trusting the Lord. And there has never ever been a time when when I when I when I when I've gone through uh, uh, gone through a, a story in God's Word, and then and then uh, and then asked, what does it say about God and creation, and and uh, and and and, uh, and if this is from God, how should it affect my life? There has never been a time that I've done that, and God hasn't. Um, Used it to help me to grow. Uh, um, it not uh, not meaning grow taller, <laughs> yeah. But me, meaning meaning to to be more convicted, uh, to 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 become a, 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 a hopefully a, a more loving person. Uh, um, and and a and 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 that's and that's been uh, uh, that's been uh, uh, reflected in a, in comments from from uh, from the people around. Amen. Um. But uh, but yeah, it, oh, uh, uh, yeah. If I if I would leave with two things, <clears throat> two quick things, it seems to me that, that that there often, often at least, needs to be kind of a paradigm shift in in a, in a lot of believers' way of thinking in in two areas, or in a couple areas, but uh, or in a few areas, but primarily two, and that's number one, the us versus them mentality, of we have stuff. And they don't, uh, whoever they are. When in reality, uh, um, God is teaching all of us, and we all need to grow. And we all need to grow from the same thing, which is the Word of God and 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 and, and, and the Holy Spirit. And then the second thing is, uh, what was it? Oh, and the second thing is 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 a, is is a, is it uh, from what I've seen. Uh, um, 
I would say that God cares just as much about this life as he does about mm. the next life, and we should too. Wow. Travis, thank you, brother, for your time. Blessings to you and your family. Uh, may uh, the Lord be with you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Brother, thank you for this. It's a gift to me. Thank you, too.